Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. This is episode 113. Hey everyone, uh, so today we have a very special syrup cast um, because Igor, uh, you, our usual main host, is in New York on business and uh, Patrick is also away on vacation for pleasure and leisure, as we might say. And so today it is just me, Rose Bahar, staff writer at Mobile Syrup, and El Boss Man, Ian Hardy, uh, boss man at Mobile Syrup. They call me a, a fennel cat. And without further ado, my co-host, Zachary Gilbert. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the Mobile Syrup Podcast, episode 113. <laughs> I was just going to redo the whole thing, but then Rose <laughs> gave me a stare of none other. We've been having a slight disagreement on who is better to be the host. So at the end of the episode, you can you can sort of write in a comment and say, mm. who should have been the host? Rose with her beautiful sort of upbeat vibe and her fun ways? Or Zach? Zach with his like low manly. <laughs> in a world where cats are running away. <laughs> <laughs> See? That voice. Would you like that one too? You know what we can do in the meantime is you guys do paper, rock, paper, scissors. That's true. Okay. We'll do a rock, paper, scissors. And one, two, three. That's that thumbs was up. That's, that's what kind of, what that's, kind of rock is that? Zach is giving me a thumbs up. That's the bomb and it explodes everything. It's rock, paper, scissors. All right. All right. It's not rock, paper, scissors and bombs. <laughs> but. You know what we could uh, move into is rock, paper, scissors, and O, as in Android O. Mm. And oh my goodness, is Android O a doozy. was just released in the first developer preview. And I went home and I flashed my pixel with it in a terrifying incident. And uh, so we we're going to start off the podcast by talking a little bit about Android O. And I know, Zach, you're an iOS guy. Yes, but I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on the features, even if just to say, oh, iOS already has that. Right. Or to say that Android O only works sometimes. <laughs> oh, oh, these are the biting quips that Zach is known for. Why do you feel that it works sometimes? What other platform do you have where you boot up an app and then it goes, oh, sorry, your app is unexpectedly quit, but it's still running? Like that's the only one. It it it, it just says it's not working, but it, it truly is working. Don't you think with the latest iOS ten update there were some issues? Oh, what are you talking? Mm-hmm. About? I don't know of any issues. Den- like denial is good. <laughs> denial is his main tool. But for Android O, how how was it? How was the experience for you flashing? Uh, so the, the flashing experience, it was the first time that I actually flashed uh, factory images onto my phone. And uh, you got to unlock the bootloader and you got to get into your command prompt on your computer. And so 
at first, I, I think I felt like a dummy for a good two hours, but I did manage to actually do it with the help of the internet. And then I, I got in there and tested out some of the new features. And there's not a whole lot of showstoppers, but uh, I still think there's a lot of interesting innovations. Uh, for instance, notification channels. So think about this, guys. In the past, what we had was you could turn off notifications altogether for an app. But now the idea is that you'll be able to turn off only certain types of notification for an app. So with Twitter, say you just don't want to hear about uh, ad mentions, but you do want to hear about when people like your tweet. So then you could do that. You could kind of tailor what But you that's get. from like a system level, I'm presuming. Not because mm-hmm. you can do some of that. Well, that's right. Yeah, um, but exactly. Yeah, from a system level. That's from a system level. So you could go into settings and do that for any app that you had that had implemented that. And so then the question is, will people implement it well? Right, because it would have to be supported by API and so on, that, right? And do you think that like social media platforms would be interested in, in implementing it well? Doesn't seem to their advantage. Why would someone want to do that? So that you don't get swamped by as many notifications. Or like in a game, you know, you've got a new, you know, somebody's trying to play a game with you. You mm-hmm. want that notification, but you don't want the other notification saying that. You know, a, a new toolbox is ready for you to download and pay $30 for to play this game. There's that. There's also the thought that with like messaging platforms like Facebook Messenger, you could mute certain conversations and not others. So I don't want to hear this group chat, but I do want to see this one from my wife or partner. So not. I do a lot of uh, cycling um, in the spring and summer and all that stuff. So I use two apps. One of them is Strava. The other is Under Armour's. Uh, which is really good, and I get a dump load of notifications. On both those, I have the ability to turn off notifications, like, Abby has run 10 kilometers today, which is cool, congratulations, but I don't really care every day. So why would I want it to do this at a system level rather than in-app? Like, what is the major difference? I think the major difference is just, first of all, ease. You have it all in one place. You can make these settings. You can set your settings without having to go into every single app. You can just go into your settings and go through your list of different apps and make sure the notifications are what you want in one single place. That's kind of handy. Rather than going into each, each, of, each okay, app, that's, cool. that's kind of handy. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's also you can... And from there, you can easily turn it on or off. So it could potentially be something that people go into and edit quite often. Do you uh, think that like that the option will be available? So say you get a notification from that person you don't give two crafts about. Um, do you think as that notification comes in, will you be able to go and say, you know, tap that notification or long press or whatever and say, no, I don't want this one anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. It's hard to test because it's hard. It's not, to, yeah, you know, I know. It's not there yet, right? Much but. of this has not yet been really implemented, but uh, I think that that's a distinct possibility. I would see them doing that if they were going to promote this feature. Because if I have to go into my system settings and adjust these, well, I can just go into the app and do it when I'm there, right? Yeah. So there's got to be in my mind some differentiating factor that makes me, you know, want to like they're obviously putting this feature for a reason. You know, either. You know, consumer feedback or somebody internally is like, this is a good idea, you know, whatever reason. But they have to make it accessible and easy to use because, yep. A, people won't know it's there if it's not. 
And two, it's just going to be cumbersome in you know multiple you know Android settings, which you know got an update. Um, right. But has been notorious for navigation, right? Right. So that's another interesting thing to talk about is that the Android settings does look different now. Uh, they've kind of simplified it into just having a couple of main headers on a plain background, and there's no like slide-in menu that they had on the Android Nougat. Um, and Android Nougat itself even was like an evolution. So they've been working on the settings for a little bit, but this is just like very much a focus on simplicity. It's kind of like iOS settings. I was just like, about to say, yeah. if you used an iPhone, uh, yeah. you're going to feel at home almost. Yeah, it's... it's uh, like a, nice, <laughs> like a nice comfy pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Just sleeping on that Casper pillow. So it's nice. I never really found the settings that big of an issue. Yeah, we're advertising yeah, for Casper no, now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just got one. So it's okay. But after a couple of days, it didn't feel as good as it was before. Ian and I were talking about that. You guys both have Casper. I got, I got a. This is. This, this podcast is not <laughs> sponsored <laughs> by Casper. But Casper, it could be. It could, yes, it. Casper, it could be. So I got the bed. I'm really happy with the bed. Uh, it's it's a comfy bed, and it feels like a nice warm hug all night. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And if you right. had Android O, it'd be easier. <laughs> you your can, phone on your bed. Well, I use my phone on my bed frequently. <laughs> uh, in fact, that's I all I That do. might be the title for the pod. <laughs> I use my phone. There you go. Yeah. No, okay, so back to, Shocker. back to Android. This is oh. shocking if true. Um, so back to Android O. Here's another thing. What do you guys think of picture-in-picture video viewing in Android? So this is not a crazy new idea, basically bringing your video from, like, your YouTube app with you as you multitask to do other things in other apps. Handy on a large, like, phablet device. Um, so, like, you know, the rumored S8 Plus um, or you know, a note device, but I, you know, something smaller, I don't know if the it's there, right? Cause it's going to take up so much screen real estate that it, to me, it would just get into the way. It's, it's just like a, like a, a simpler version of split, split screen, right? It's, it's kind of similar, except it's just for video. Yeah. Well. On the, if you've ever used the iPad, if you are in say YouTube and you press yeah. the home button, it pops up and goes to the and corner, it goes to the corner. Right? I hate it. And then you can kind of move it around. Yeah. On something like the pro, it's not bad okay. because it's, you know, this, insanely large display mm -hmm. because you have that extra screen real estate but if it's something like you know a uh, 5.5 inch device i think it's going to be it's going to be too cumbersome it's just going to get in the way i'm be very honest and this is just for me personally but basically anything that's like a multitasking tool throw it at the window i don't want anything to do with it i'm because i'm so bad at multitasking i don't want tools to make me feel worse about the fact that i can't multitask that is actually ironic they're doing that because with notifications, they want you to um, simplify your notifications so you don't get right. alerted so much. But then they're doing in, in, in video or picture-in-picture picture so you can be more distracted with another video in the background. It's a good point. It's kind of conflicted there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it makes sense. Like, Is there example use case? Is it YouTube? I think... It will be the first dominant app to For use sure. that, right? Because yeah. it's Google. So, well, and then they have um, recently implemented more so um, now is <clears throat> the feature where it auto plays, like a, it auto creates a playlist yep. of videos. Right. So if you're listening to some music, um, like if what that song, what if God was one of us? You know, <laughs> True. Anyways, sorry, can if, I hear a little bit more of that? Interesting. Late? Okay. Sorry, interesting. I'm, I have to warm my voice up and I okay. can do it here. All right. This morning Sorry. we talked about songs from the '90s. This is where this is coming yeah, from. Yeah. <laughs> so Rose, Rose is going to come out with 
Children of the future. At the end of the pod, that will be the treat that everybody <laughs> keeps listening for, or maybe turns off the <laughs> podcast at an early time. As we've all left the room already. Um, yeah, so like if you're listening to a song and its playlist is going on, then they obviously YouTube wants you to, and Google obviously because they own YouTube, want you to do that because if you hit that button, you go about your day or your, your 10 minutes on your phone or whatever, there's ads between those videos, mm. right? So yep. if you're if they're getting you to get yeah. out of that environment and a good go point. do something else and have that autoplay happen and have the auto, those you know can't stop ads, that's um, a lot of cash, right? Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna increase revenue, you know, even by a small amount, but small amount times X units is, is a lot of money. I think you right. figured them out. Yeah, I think Crack, you cracked yeah, the code. The they must be fall, <laughs> following you <laughs> everywhere and, you go. Oh, uh, Google, yeah, for sure they are. Oh, definitely. They're following me, too. To have to say, they're following Ian. They're following everybody, right? Everyone in the world. And ad, it's like ad money. I think the last thing that was really interesting to me about Androido was um, allowing third-party apps to provide autofill services in the way that you download third-party keyboards. So you know how, like, you can download a third-party keyboard and it right. becomes part of your phone. Mm-hmm. Well, in the future, the idea is that third-party developers can make an autofill service or app that you can use throughout everything that you do in your phone. So it helps. It's going to help promote a lot of, like, you know, filling out forms on your phone is really an obnoxious process, right as it is right now, because we don't have autofill like we have on desktops. So it's going to help that. But it's also, I find it interesting that you're going to have the option to choose what autofill service you want. So I guess like this would be more handy within other apps because you can, like if you're using Chrome, Chrome does have an autofill feature, right? So if you're in an app that supports another app, I guess. Right, yeah. Kind of like trying to figure out where the use case would be. Like a PayPal? Um, Well, I mean, I think like the, the use cases... If you, it could be very good for people with LastPass or that kind of right. um, password saver where everything that happens in, on that device is linked to the same autofill account. I think that would that would be the best yeah. best example, right? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And with that, that's pretty much all that's really big and juicy about Android O. Um, but, you know, we'll continue to poke around and see if we can find more stuff. And, of course, the developer previews will continue to come. There's gonna there's three more coming. And then a final release in the quarter three of 2017. So we should potentially see it before the end of September. So what do you, what do you think the name will be? Uh, Android. Or Kajork or whatever. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> there was... What was it? It was like an Icelandic cookie or something that we put in our poll no, on was Mobile a, Service. It was like a, a bread, almost like a, oh, what's that like biscuit thing that you get for coffee? Yeah, um, like a uh, Nilla wafer. Biscotti? <laughs> uh, biscotti, yes, yeah, absolutely. So it's only, it looks like that. I don't know if it's soft or hard or anything like that. I do. Th- I think it'll be Oreo. Uh, in a, honestly, like I, I don't see what else they could choose, right? But then some people are saying, will they do the brand name again? Well, it's only to the benefit of Oreo. Some free advertising right there. The big question I'm thinking, like, so this is kind of, it's still on topic, I guess, but Android O is more of an incremental update, (laughs) right? We haven't really seen this, you know, huge overhaul of this Android operating system 
you know, we've seen little small changes to the app drawer, to this, to that. Um, but if you look back to like the early days of Android, what's really changed other than performance and slight visuals, but the, the base of the system is, and this goes for almost any platform, mm. you know, iPhone, the same thing. When are we going to see this change? We've got to have some, you know, paradigm shift and in, in user interaction and stuff. Well, the, la- the last biggest one was with material design. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's like things got a little flatter. They didn't really yeah. function. I think that we can't have a huge software overhaul until the hardware really changes in a significant way. So until the underlying technology changes in a way that's going to demand that we make the software different to keep up with it, to keep up with its capabilities. I'm not like, sure if we're going to see anything huge. Yeah, yeah, it was on like Google Glass, but that's kind of gone. <laughs> <laughs> Evolution. Yeah. Um, one thing that we have also been talking about a lot lately is the Samsung Galaxy S8, which is going to be announced on the 29th. How excited are you guys? Ian? I'm pretty excited about it. This is the excitement I have for it. <laughs> You've seen a lot of phones come and go. I've seen them a lot of phones go. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's. I think it'll be. I was. We were talking about this earlier, and I think Samsung has to do, uh, a, do right by what they've done with the Note Seven, right? And this is yeah. an opportunity to do so. Absolutely, I think we're going to see some big statements in terms of sort of a mea culpa of that we did something wrong, but now this is right, and we've tested it so well, and it's completely mm-hmm. safe. I just really hope that they have tested it well because. Can you imagine what it would be like if we started seeing a big, big defect again? Oh, that would... I mean, wouldn't it be the end? I just don't know how you'd come back from that. So the the big thing, though, is like, okay, there's going to be a new phone, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it won't explode, hopefully. <laughs> so it's likely not. Um, but what are they going to do that's going to say, hey, you know, this is something so different from what we've done before. You know, the, there's rumors that they're going to have... Was it the dock that leaked the other day, which really for desktop functionality? Yeah, it's not really too differentiation. I think too that's much pretty big. I think they're really throwing the kitchen sink at it this time around, and I think it's going to be really big. I mean, they're going to have uh, definitely going to have biometric validation, like uh, the Note Seven did. Um, I'm not sure if it's iris scanning or face scanning. Facial recognition. It's facial recognition. Yeah, that's what we've been hearing that you'll be able to use it for Android Pay if it ever decides right. to come to Canada. It right. is in Canada, just limited role. Yeah, sorry, other than with CFTC, C, yeah. right? But they're going to have the AI assistant in there? Bixby. Bixby, yeah. Yeah, and they, there's big hopes pinned on that because they acquired a, a company um, to do that AI that originally made Siri, right. or the, the co-founders of that company made Siri and that moved on to do this one. So um, they obviously have smarts behind Bixby. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I mean, even the the top uh, companies, top tech companies in the world haven't really made a voice assistant yet that is blowing everybody away. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been talking about this is like you can, you know, use natural language and and whatnot in the in the Bixby leak, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what else is there? Anything? This one's really not my my forte. I, I think one that. of the big things about the design is the fingerprint sensor goes to the back. Yeah, it's going to be improved camera, the screen, mm-hmm. the screen, the bezels. Of yeah. course, that's the trendy thing this yeah, year. For sure, that's what links it to the LG G6 as well with its super slim bezels. Yeah. Um, does but that uh, matter to you guys? Do you think that a big screen w- would be something that you would want? That would, if you were a consumer walking into Bell or Rogers, 
and you saw a phone uh, with very, very big screen, slim bezels. You didn't even mention uh, Zach's favorite brand. Tell us. Yeah, or tell us. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's play act this. Okay, okay. Ian <laughs> is walking in. Uh, Zach is the Telus associate, <laughs> and he shows you the LG G6, the uh, Samsung GS8, and the iPhone. Okay, Zach, take it away. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Um, welcome to, uh, I don't know how we'd say all carriers at once. Or you, you can just... <laughs> You could just go ahead with tell us, okay? That's you know what? It sound. This is this, at this is point not of the working. Podcast, I wish there was a visual aspect to it. I think if I walked into a store uh, and saw somebody just laughing like a fool, yeah, I would leave. Yeah, and, or would you join? Buy it online. Would you join? So I think I think this year, similar to previous. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Mm. most phones look somewhat identical yep. yeah i think that's that's where all technology is and it's about the software about the experience minus bloatware that makes it yep. right so with an iphone you get ios experience and that's mm. that's it is what it is with android most people associate android with samsung yep always because they have such heavy marketing dollars yep so i think with the g6 and what lg is doing correctly is that they're transitioning the G5 from its modular design, which wasn't well received, to a standard slab device. And that's where Samsung is with the S8 or S8 Plus, same sort of thing. So I think the display, like how much better can a display get? It's a, it's a good question. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, it's very hard to critique it. Even now when I do reviews, I'm not sure sometimes what to say because it's like, it looks beautiful. I can't see the pixels. It's gorgeous. Right. Um, but do you think, you don't think the design matters at all? Just the oh, visual aspect? Oh, okay. I do. Because, it, because the phone is so personal now, mm. right? But part of, the, part of it being personal is the brand that's associated with it. Yep. I think most people w- want to be associated or have an association with an iPhone because it's it's still cool and it's and it's Apple. Right. So it has that feeling. The next I think is Samsung because it's the brand that's heavily associated with leading Android. Yeah. So and then there's the distant ones like HTC, which is no longer really Sony, which is got the best cameras. Um, but their brand is like right. not as strong as it used to be and then yep. Uh, and they have their L- very own special design, <laughs> very distinctive. Yes, it's like a mirror. It is. But, you know, it's interesting that you say about the design because Samsung has been distinctive in its own way for sure. And now it's kind of changing things up, especially even just the move of the fingerprint sensor, I think, yeah. will upset a lot of people. Yep. So um, do, do you think that is a risk for them? Well, I'm, I'm not a fan of the fingers. The fingerprint sensor on on the back it's, it's yeah, uncomfortable for me well, especially if you're trying to unlock your device when it's on a table yeah right 
especially if it has wireless charging. Right, because then you're charging your phone, and now you have to take it off the charger, touch your finger, or you know, maybe yeah. use your yeah, stare yeah. deeply into your phone's yeah, you know, but, electronic but, eye. But then have to lean over it. That's right. just that's just one case scenario, right? Right. But but yeah. I think but I think I think Samsung's done a great job in design because I love what they did with the GS. Six. I love what they did with the GS7 yep. and the glass. Yep. It's beautifully designed. They both looked really good. So we'll we'll have to see if they one-upped themselves uh, mm-hmm. this time and whether it's really going to intrigue customers. Right. My guess, my gut, is that it, it will. Um, it, the reception already, the, the anticipation seems pretty good and pretty uh, robust online yep. despite the issues that they have had. So... Yeah, I think things look good for Samsung. And uh, I also think from the Androids, the premium Androids that we've seen so far, they're not likely to really be a strong challenger to the GS8, the LG G6, um, especially for spec spec heads, people who are really into specs. It's not going to necessarily stack up to the GS8. I mean, that's just based on chipset. But um, and then, of course, the Pixel. Mm -hmm is a strong question, but we won't see the second generation Intel uh, later this year. What's interesting is that LG is, the LG G6 is coming out in Canada and across the United States on April 7th. Mm. And it's rumored that the S8 and S8 Plus are gonna be available for pre-order on that date. Mm. So people who want the G6 will say, what about the Samsung? Right. And they do that every year. It seems like these two have battled it out I, mean, I, I don't think that LG has the brand recognition that uh, that Samsung has. Like, I think it's a strong third player. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. From when I was working at the carriers, as you did too, Zach, I think like you know, it would first of all somebody coming in would probably either ask for an iPhone <laughs> or they'd say Android. And so then if you had the Android, you'd show them first the Samsung. And then you'd show them the LG. No, no, you show them like uh, Motorola, and then they'd be like, no, the Android. <laughs> say, oh, wait, you mean Samsung? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens all the time, though. You, you would show um, people Motorola's yeah, first? Yeah, like it depends on what you know, tier they're going for. Motorola Play was a, a nice midline, great device. Yeah. Like this, right? Yep. Um, but I, st- I still, like, yeah, they are maybe the you know, default, you know, third player in terms, yep. of, in terms of smartphones. Yep. Um, but I still don't think that they that Samsung needs to do this. I think they could have waited, um, but it really doesn't hurt them to start pre-orders anytime sooner, right? Like it's not like people are just gonna be like, oh, you know, unless somebody broke their phone and they needed a device. Well, even then, they'd probably get the G6. I'm gonna backtrack on that one because their phone's broken and they need a new smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but or the like, Pixel. Yeah, or if they're on the cusp of like an upgrade, um, you, you know, knowing that the G8 is coming. Because the G8 is being announced what, next week, right? Yeah. Um, or sorry, the S8. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> you you like, confuse me. <laughs> like a G8. Yeah. Um, it's being announced next week. And I think people have that already to look forward to. I don't yeah. know if putting this pre-order on the day or the day before or wherever of the G6 is going to cause people to curb uh, you know, their decision onto something else. Yeah. I know it's still a pretty deadly move. Samsung is uh, oh, it's ruthless. A, it's a big like middle finger, right? It's <laughs> just like you know, look what we can do. Right. Yeah. Well, Zach, I'll let you take the back nine here for the Apple news. Uh, just cracking my fingers, but they don't even crack. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm just making the sound effect. And I'm gonna sit back and enjoy myself as a guest. Rose is sitting in a really comfy 
chair with a sweater and <laughs> she's not smoking a cigarette but that's I'm what she cigar. 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 Sorry. cigar no Cruella DeVille really long cigarette on the stick <laughs> don't know what those sticks are called but anyway so I'm gonna lead the apple discussion because mm. that is my as uh, one Igor would say wheelhouse um, so apple kind of out of the park or sorry out of the dark park mm, I don't know dark <laughs> Sorry, oh, I, well, okay. yeah, yeah. Out yeah. of the dark, they just kind of announced um, that they've changed a few products. They've introduced a newish product um, on on the same day that they did. They released the SE last year and the iPad Pro, so that was the twenty first. Um, Want to start with like the iPhone Seven product red? So, if you don't know what product red is, it's a um, organization for you know they raise money for awareness and for cures and whatnot on. HIV and AIDS. So Apple has been a very long time partner with Product Red, um, working with iPods um, all the way back, I think, to some of the earlier iPods and like, the iPod Touches and stuff. You know, they kind of started back there, went through. Um, but they've introduced this beautiful, in my opinion, red iPhone, which has a white front, which is like whatever. But what do you guys think? Like, do you? It's you know midway through product life cycle on the device that they're introducing this color. Do you think that they're doing it now, that they had plans of doing this, they're just to kind of stir more, you know, with no phone now and with the S8 coming, are they doing this all now to kind of get that juice going? Um, mm. Or do you think the intentions was to always have it now, they didn't know what was going on? Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think Apple is a company that doesn't know what's going on <laughs> as a whole. I, I threw that one. <laughs> You know, I think I think it's well planned. I think that's that's their strategy of doing things. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a mid-year refresh yeah. of a device that sells and sells really well. They made it. Um, it looks really nice. It looks really nice. Um, we're gonna have one in a gallery very soon. Um, and uh, I wish, like others, the front was black. Yeah, for sure. It just to me, it would make it more mm -hmm. elegant than a white variation of it. But it's more Canadian. I yeah, hail Canada. So. <laughs> I like it's the true. white face. And will we have to rate this podcast R if I call it sexy? No, because it's a sexy okay. look. It it's, is. It's great. It's like, really nice. And I've heard already multiple people being like, yep, I think I'm going to sell my iPhone 7 and get the red one. I would do that. But I think like, you're thinking you're, the, of it. I, yeah, I really like I am. But because um, it is that nice, right? Like it just looks so good. Yep. Um, and for for a great cause as well, but that's um, true. Kind of for the cause standpoint, it's no, not exactly Canadian, but kind of interesting that in China, um, you know, Apple's website, you know, removed any um, notation of product red oh, from really? their website. Why is that? So there's a lot of like, uh, I guess, speculation because Apple hasn't commented that it's due to the fact that in China, like the stigma, stigma, yeah, sorry, against or around AIDS yeah. and HIV, um, that with the product and they, it just wouldn't have that same connection yeah. or resignation, right? It's not resignation, wow. but, um, in, in yeah. North America. What That's is, terrible. What is, what is Product Red's standpoint on global causes? Because that's a global it is. Or, it's, organization. It's, it's, I assume yeah. they have presence in China. And, and HIV and AIDS is um, pretty in China, mm -hmm. um, well, the higher the stigma, the worse it gets, right? Yeah. So yeah, because people, it's all taboo. And you yeah. Don't talk about it, and so people don't talk about it, and yeah. there's no, there's no, you know, action to correct it. Yeah. Um, but 
a good side is Apple is still going to donate the money, sorry, whatever their portion of the proceeds is from the sales of the red iPhone in China. That's cool. Towards the cause anyways. So it's kind of like, hey, you know, just because you would be backwards about this doesn't mean we're not going to still, you know, donate that to the cause. And you're going to buy it because you think it looks really cool and it's limited edition. No, exactly. Um, And something else they, they introduced, which was weird, was the refreshed SE. So a year to the date it was launched, they they didn't do anything other than increase the storage. Which is a good thing, because they got rid of the 16 gig model. Which is great, yeah, because if you threw in um, your operating system and anything else, like you had no storage left after. Yeah, if you took a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. <laughs> 16 gigs is not enough at all. I remember one time like just sort of trying to install Facebook and then we managed to install Facebook on a phone, first thing that we did on the 16 gig phone. And then after that, there was nothing else that could go on it. Well, then especially everything's <laughs> yeah. seriously. Yeah. All you could do on your phone was Facebook? Install Facebook. That was it. Yeah. But well, the OS terrible. takes up like four or five gigs, something like that. And then yeah. anything else, you contacts, any photos, anything like that, right? It's quickly taken up. Yeah. So, yeah, so they've, they've increased it from 16 to 32 and it did nothing else. But it, you know, will it sell? Like, but, they, but they kept the same price, right? Which is really. I think good. it. I think it'll. The thing is, like the iPhone SE is actually really great value proposition. Right. Like it, it runs uh, super well. It has a lot of like the internals of a much higher end phone. Now it has thirty two gigs six, of storage. Six S internals, I believe. Right, right. Right. Exactly. So so pretty good. And then also is the perfect size for. You know, most women yeah. or the elderly who don't want a huge phone or, like, just people with small hands in general. I mean, a lot of people, even without small hands, just don't want that kind of huge, unwieldy phablet experience. Yep, and it's great for first-time phone phone buyers. Right. Like my niece Kate has one. So it's really smart, actually, from, like, a, a standpoint of Apple and their product line because it's of a great introductory device, right? It's totally. somebody to get them into the ecosystem. And once yep. they're in on this zero dollar, you know, yep. 32 gig, you know, at 16 gig, it was a great introductory device as well. But, you know, you're going to have people getting pissed off that their storage is limited and they're going to fill the storage so quickly. They're, you know, maybe they're not going to go with the Apple again because they're like, oh, my iPhone got filled up. But with 32 gig, it gets them in and then they're set for life and Apple's got a new customer, right? For yeah. life. For life. Very smart idea. I think they're doing it right. So, you know, our podcast producer is telling us to wrap up, but wrap we have to up. talk about one last thing, the iPad. Ooh, and here's the juicy bit, guys. It doesn't exist. <laughs> so no, I'm iPad kidding. I'm Air, kidding. It's now just called the iPad. Wow. So to make it quicker, iPad was just, you know, it was the iPad Air 2 gone. New thing is iPad. Um, lower price point. And upgraded processor to A9 versus the A8X. Other than that, it's the same, um, same size, same everything. But the bigger question is, because they're doing this, do you think that this kind of naming convention may continue for them? Uh, that seems likely. It's so, nice and minimal. So it's like um, the iPad, the Apple Watch. Mm. We're you know on the cusp of a new iPhone, right? right? Well, on the branding of the iPhone Seven Red. It just said iPhone. <laughs> wow. So are we going to move to the iPhone 8 
which has already rumored to be, you know, very reminiscent to the original iPhone. Huh. Do you think they're going to go iPhone 8 or do you think they're going to kind of stick with the iPad, the Apple Watch um, and continue this name convention or MacBook, right? And uh, just call it the iPhone. I think what they're going to do is they're going to call it the iPhone 8. But what they're going to do is flip the logo on the side to give a uh, homage to Infinite Loop. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I think you're that's, right. That's what I think you're they're going to do. Yeah, I really think that's what's going to happen, too. Damn. Well, we have like what seven months until we find out. That's gotta, true. I have a domain that I registered years ago called Infinite Scoop. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's is, a great domain. Yeah. Should we get started on that blog now? If anyone wants to buy it, it's available. <laughs> it's just infinitescoop.ca. What's it's the pricing on that? It's uh, a, a steep T at Tim Hortons. <laughs> two, two T's. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so we'll do our as we normally do our shout outs. I will, you know, close up this podcast today <laughs> as Rose tries to speak over top of me. No, <laughs> we're locked in a battle of wills. <laughs> I've locked the door. Don't worry. Ooh, um, scared. So Rose, who's your shout out for the week? Uh, my shout out is to Netflix because I went to go visit them recently uh, for the reveal of iron fist mm. when iron fist came out iron fist and uh, while i wasn't a huge fan of the actual show it was really interesting uh learning about how netflix does what it does and just how much goes into that seamless product that you actually use like it, before i didn't even have an appreciation really of just what went on to make it so that when i stream uh video on netflix it works regardless of my internet connection whether it's super crappy or whether it's super good and it puts it at the exact right quality uh, to what my internet connection speed is and there's just a lot of amazing little things like that that i found very very interesting so i've already put out a couple of stories about uh, the trip but you may see another feature as well in the future like the the feature on the new TVs or the TVs that they like that's they test right. and go through to make sure they're like Netflix capable or acceptable, right? Right, which is a really smart business move on their part. And uh, Senor Ian, my shutter goes to Patrick. Yeah, who is on vacation, a well-deserved vacation. He went to Cuba and drinking pina coladas. Cerveza, por favor. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he's tanned. <laughs> and refreshed. Yep. I hope he's having a great vacation. And I hope his uh, girlfriend is uh, okay as well. Yes, absolutely. I hope she's having a great vacation. It's also tanned. No, por favor. Por favor, cerveza. Cerveza. It's agua and cerveza. Um, Zach, who is your shout out? So, to? my shout out is, you know, coincidentally enough, I'm going to shout out Apple, um, in this case of Product Red, right? So, um, I just pulled up some stats and 1.5 billion Americans or sorry, North American adults and children living with HIV and AIDS. Um, so product red is a huge cause, right? It's something where a change can be made and something needs to be done. Um, cause it just feels like it's just, uh, something that just nobody is doing much about. We don't talk about it cause there's even in North America, there's a lot of stigma against or around it. Um, a friend of mine growing up had, uh, AIDS. He was, given it by a transfusion um when he was younger um so something really hits home and stuff like that so it's kind of cool to see that on their biggest product 
they're going to drive the revenue from it yep. and, and hopefully make a change and push that forward. Great shout out. Yeah, that's a great one. And this is the first time the Prodigy Red has been on iPhone. The first time it's on an iPhone, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great distinction. Hopefully it'll raise a ton of money for that yeah. cause. So everyone, um, this was episode 113. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, a little bit of a change room going on here when everyone is out of the nest. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, Flipboard, Facebook. Flipboard. <laughs> <laughs> you flip our stuff, you know, because it's so great. You want to flip it to the next I'll flip one. you. Yeah. <laughs> Cash me outside. <laughs> And also make sure to comment on who you thought was the better host. And uh, there's just, I think, one last thing to be done, unless you have another thing to add, Zach. What what has to be done? Smash that like button. Wait. I believe the children are our future. Treat them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. (laughs) And that's it. Great. Um, Until next time on the Syrup Cat Podcast. Blah, blah, blah. I can't even do like a fancy outro and you are singing like an angel. <laughs> okay. Everyone, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, Make sure you comment um, in iTunes and, you know, shout out uh, an email or something like that to Rose at <laughs> 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 All right. See you later. Peace out, everyone. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.